Okay, this is um, a little text that kind of falls between two better-known ones. You know, immediately before it, there's that bit about judging others. That splinter that might be in the eye that you're going, Oh, look at that, look at that. Only you've got a great big plank sticking in your own. And Jesus saying, that's not the way to talk, is it? And then it's followed by another very well-known text. The parable of the wise and the foolish builders. You know, what is the foundation of your house? What is it that you're living on? Is it your sand? Or is it a rock? You know, the reason why that fig tree went from my garden is because they had to build foundations. They had to dig down. They had to go where the roots were about to normally went through underneath a very shallow wall. But if they were going to extend a kitchen and build something on top of that, you know, they had to dig out the fig tree so that they could put in a load of concrete and some reinforcing bars and make it something solid enough to actually be building on. Now, the fact that this is between two really well-known texts, I think, kind of means that we quite often ignore this little bit, which is kind of why I brought it tonight. Sometimes we overlook things because of what they're next to. Sometimes this might simply be seen as a supporting sort of bridge, a transition from one bit of story to another bit of teaching that Jesus is doing. You know, it's like in music, you know, you get verses, you get choruses, but you also sometimes get a little bridge, a couple of lines that you, sort of, you sing that bit and you get into the next. You know, it links them together, but actually it's a part in its own right. It's a piece of the music. And that's what we've got here. Something in its own right. And it's actually telling towards both that bit about the splinter and the plank and the sand and the rock. And it's kind of echoing both those parables at the same time. And so firstly, the, uh, there's a bit in here, that, that earlier one, the, the plank and the splinter, is about whether we are hypocrites. And this is, um, no one likes to think that they're wrong. No one ever likes to think that they're wrong. They, they like to say that I'm right in what I'm doing. We don't think of ourselves as a hypocrite. And uh, a few years ago, um, some American psychologists uh, from New York University asked drivers 
to compare themselves with the average driver. You know, those of you that have a license can think, how do you compare with the average driver? Now, I don't know, there might be some of, among you that have done the advanced driving test or they might have done something else like that. Maybe you really are a good driver. But the psychologists found that um, most people said that they had above average ability. Now that's not possible, is it? That most people had above average, unless there were some that were really, really bad drivers. And they, they asked, what, what made you a good driver? And some people said they were a really good driver because they, they drove slowly and carefully. I think we've probably all been stuck behind them on the road. And then there were other drivers that said that they were really good drivers because they could drive really fast. And then there were other drivers that said they were really good drivers because they could text at the same time as driving. Of course, using a mobile phone is rather frowned upon by the traffic police. You see, it's one of the fatal four in this country. What we say we are is not always who we are. Who we think we are. Are we a tree that brings good fruit? We like to think we are. We like to think that's what we're good at. Something that's so juicy, tasty. Yeah, that's great. But are we? A tree is recognised by the fruit it grows. The orange tree doesn't grow bananas. The apple tree doesn't grow pears. And the tree species even grows different types of that type of fruit. So you might get crab apples or bramleys. Little or big. You might get some sort of dessert apple. And then you'd be into is it a Discovery or a Gala or a Golden Delicious or a Pink Lady or a whatever else you find. Each one has a different colour, taste, texture. But no matter what that species of tree is, peach or plum, if the tree itself is diseased, that fruit won't be good even for the purpose it was intended.
So what sort of fruit are we producing? Eve in the Garden of Eden, we are told, was, was tempted by Satan. And looking at the tree of knowledge, she saw the fruit and that it was good for food and pleasing to the eye. She took it and ate of it and of course found the sin may be appealing but brings a bitter taste. Are we healthy and nutritious? Or something that's actually tainted? In Matthew 15, we hear Jesus tell the people that it is not the food that they are eating that defiles them. Because he was under a bit of criticism because his disciples weren't necessarily washing their hands before the meal as I might tell my children to do. It wasn't that ritual washing. It was what was in their heart that mattered. It's what comes out the mouth. It's what our hands do. It's our actions and words that reveal whether we are good fruit or not that demonstrates the truth of the ripe or rotten nature of our lives. The healthy tree is going to make good fruit. But if we are of low integrity, if love is not in our heart, then the fruit seen in our word and action will be seen to not be the fruit we claim it to be. We might claim to be a follower of Jesus. But is that what our words and our actions reveal us to be? Throughout the Gospel of Luke, when we see people speaking and acting God's way, it is because the Spirit is within them. God's Holy Spirit is directing them and bringing forth the fruit of the Spirit that's in Galatians. Our second view builds on this. If our life is spiritually healthy, then in storms of life will we become uprooted and fall over. As that storm battles across the country tonight, maybe a bit gentler here, than further north or on the west. You know, there's got to be trees that will probably fall. A diseased tree 
has a weakened trunk and weakened branches. Although we took the tree down next door, outside the front, it didn't go in the storm way, way back, much to the disgust of some. Uh, what year was that? I always forget what year the great storm was because we didn't experience it up my way. 1987. 1987, there we go. It didn't go then. Um, but re recently, a couple of years back, uh, in my time here, there was bits of branch that would fall off. You know, and you could see when they hit the ground, they were rotten. And if you look at the base of the trunk that's left where we've cut it, there, there, there's a bit that size where it was rotten in the base and it was uh, rotten further up too. A diseased tree will lose bits. And as a tree falls over in a storm, it causes havoc. It knocks all sorts of problems on. It might fall on top of a car. Might smash the house's window. Might kill somebody. And certainly destroy something of the lives around. <coughs> With the spirit in us, we will stay strong. And as the storms that cause that house on sandy foundations to fall away, our tree will remain. will be strong and not fall and that fruit from Galatians will not be blown far from the tree you know usually a bit of wind and down it falls not this time of year obviously but in the autumn Our fruit will remain. And people will see that strength, that fruitfulness, the delightful flavour that we can offer. And be inspired to think, what is that? How can they go through such a storm? And still stand strong. It is because we're good trees. Now trees have a bit of a problem. We took down that oak tree because it was diseased. Because it had a problem. It had rotten And there's not much you can do about that. But people are not trees. 
we can change. We can change our attitude, we can change our behaviour, we can change the way that we need to be. We need not be chopped down for firewood. But instead we can stand strong and be a fruitful blessing to others. We can remind people of a tree of life. And of the life that comes in Jesus our Saviour. Through him, love is revealed. And through us, it can be too. So let us be fruitful. Let us bring forth from our heart the goodness that is stored up there. And out of our hearts may our mouths speak and our hands move in service of the Lord. Amen.